0: Welcome to the Seller Roundtable E-Commerce Coaching and Business Strategies with Andy Arnott and Amy Wees.
1: Hey, what's going on, everybody? We are on Seller Roundtable Session 7, and today we have special guest Kristen Schultz from Nectar House Consulting Firm here in San Antonio, Texas, and we are going to talk about the hook and pitch Kristen, welcome. (laughs) Hi, welcome. Thank you. Awesome. So I actually have slides today. That's kind of fun. Um, So, and we're going to just kind of go over Kristen and I, I met Kristen at a mastermind here in San Antonio and um, we, Kristen helps local businesses launch and I'm going to let her introduce herself in just a minute. Uh, But We teach a class here in um, San Antonio about launching a business. And as part of that class, we teach people how to speak about their brand and differentiate their product or service. And I also carry that over when I help people on Amazon with product listings and stuff like that. And it's something that a lot of brands struggle with. Um, And it's something that if you can master – you will absolutely maximize your sales because you're gonna be able to speak to your customer better than your competitors will. So we decided to bring that to you guys today and, um, and without further ado, I'll share my screen and we'll get started. Awesome. So let me hit the present button. So hook and pitch. Kristen, I'm gonna turn it over to you to introduce yourself.
2: Okay, awesome. Thank you. And thank you um, for hosting me today. I'm really excited to be here with you guys. Um, Like Amy said, I am Kristen Schultz from Nectar House. And um, I launched my company after I struggled as an entrepreneur and didn't have the resources that I needed and tools for developing my business. And I um, hit a lot of brick walls and a lot of frustration and decided that that's probably what everybody else runs into, has an amazing idea of something that they want to bring to the community. So my thought was, let's help them do that. So my biggest thing is to remove the fear from launching your business or from launching a product. And that's my, um, my platform. Sweet.
1: Yes. There's fear is such a huge thing. It's, it's huge. And I've I've had a couple of great mentors out there help me get over the fear of taking the ultimate leap in the business. And I'm so glad I did.
2: Yes, it's a big thing. Um, so let's, uh, let's kind of jump in a little bit and talk about some of the fundamentals of, um, brand messaging. So when you guys are um, developing your business and you're working on, Becoming a little bit stronger in your differentiation and in your product development. It is really, really important that you fundamentally also develop a brand message and that it is deeply defined by these two ideas called hook and pitch. Um, and before we really go too too far into it, you also need to make sure that you are tying these fundamental cores back into your business plan. So I'd like to actually have this kind of go back over to Amy and have her talk for a minute, a little bit about the business plan.
1: Yes, the boring business plan. I know nobody wants to write one. They're not that much fun, but the cool thing about a business plan is you can see I've, I've laid out the key elements here. You, you got to have your business description, your products and services, your marketing plan, your sales and distribution plan, your operational plan, how everything's going to work together. You have to explain your management and your organization and you have to plan for your startup expenses and capital. That's one of the big questions we always get in these groups is how much money should I have to start a private label on Amazon, right? So writing a business plan is part of that. Also having a financial plan, uh, you know, if you have a really great idea to be able to launch 700 SKUs like Andy has, well, you're probably going to need a financial plan to do that because the only thing limiting you is going to be capital. And then, of course, your executive summary, which we always end with that, because uh, even though it starts at the beginning, you got to write all these other things to, in order to do your executive summary. So let's talk about a few of these key elements that are going to help you with your differentiation and actually uh, defining your brand. So the marketing plan. When you write a business plan, so I like to use the template from Score, it's free. Uh, If you just like Google a free Score business plan template, they actually walk you through how to write your whole marketing plan. But it's really great because I know if you've been at any of our previous sessions, Andy and I talk about doing your market research and understanding, like doing your homework, right? Before you launch a product. Well, if you write a business plan, Even if you can't fill out all of these little parts and pieces, it's going to force you to find this, it's going to force you to do your market research, it's going to force you to think about the threats and opportunities and your products features and benefits and who your target customer is, who your competitors are, how you're going to position your product within your niche, uh, how you're going to market to your customers. Uh, and then it's going to force you to think about your marketing budget is what's the other thing that Andy and I talk about. Hey, before you launch that product, you better go and think about how much that a cost is going to be, how much of the, the cost of advertising is going to be, uh, for your product. So if you write this stuff in a business plan ahead of time, you're really going to have to consider all of these elements. And guess what? That's going to also help you define your brand a little bit more. The second part of the business plan that I wanted to talk about, even though there's all those other elements is sales and distribution. So, the first thing is um, with sales and distribution, this forces you to kind of think about all right, do I need any key partnerships such as Amazon, such as software like Seller SEO, that kind of stuff? Um, my pricing strategies, where am I going to sell this? Am I going to be selling on Shopify? Am I going to sell it on eBay? Am I going to sell it on Amazon? What are my distribution channels? Uh, am I going to use something like uh, ShipStation to be able to get my products out to multiple channels? And then do a sales forecast. How many of these do I think I can sell a month? How, what's my inventory turnover? All that kind of stuff. But if you kind of define these important elements of your business plan, you're going to be able to talk about your brand and your products to anyone, including in your, in your product listing.
2: So back to you, Kristen. <laughs> All right. Thank you. And, um, you know, when you are defining your business and when you're writing all of this information out into your business plan it is um, crucial that you actually take that business plan and those elements and you put them into a working document that you can reference back on a monthly basis on a weekly basis and then sometimes on a daily basis because if you're not staying true to your brand in the information that you are sharing across your platforms, then you're going to confuse your customers, you're going to lose customers, and that makes things really, really challenging for you guys to be able to keep progressing forward in your sales to hit your financials. So with that, um, let's talk a little bit about what a hook is for brand messaging. Uh, Every business needs a personal branded hook message. And what that does is it introduces your business without making it sound like you're pitching or selling. It is a key element to building your business. And um, with that, it helps your customer know what problem you will solve for them. Um, every, every business really and truly needs to kind of sit with themselves and look at what problem are you solving for your customer. So before we fully go into creating a hook, and I will give you um, my hook so that way you kind of have something to go with, um, when you develop your brand message and what you're um, speaking to and whom you're speaking to, you need to make sure you've also developed your ideal client and customer. Um, They call it developing your avatar, right? Making sure that you know who you are selling to, what that person looks like, where they shop, what they eat, what brands they like. You really need to focus in on that because that helps you to create the vision for an audience that you're going to talk to. And that will in turn provide you a reach to get into those clients and customers to showcase your business. What the hook does is it creates a specific three sentence structure for you to be able to tell somebody about your business. There are three key elements and aspects that you need to have when developing your hook. The first aspect is to define what you offer. And when I say define it, this is in minimum words, not a full paragraph, It's a few sentences, and then you take that and you go condense it down to just a few words. So what are you offering? The second aspect for a strong hook is to define how your product will make their life better. And that is the key to this working, is what you offer and how it makes their life better. The third aspect is to tell them what their life will now look like by using your product. So it's three defined sentences that cover these three specific elements, but the key to making it work is to say it in this order. So it's what do you offer? How will it make their life better? And what does their life now look like because they are using your product? Um, so here is my example with um, what I do. I am Kristen with Nectar House and starting or running a business and launching a product is exhilarating and full of exhausting fear. We at Nectar House strategically remove fear to help you launch a professional item, image, and product. Your business is our success. So that is my hook that I use to talk to people about what my company is and what we do and how we help people and customers. Um, It's also similar to being able to say your elevator pitch and um, it's an elevation of an elevator pitch because if you think about it, when you travel in an elevator, you have about 30 seconds to be able to introduce who you are and what you do. And if you speak for more than 30 seconds, you have lost the entire audience Their mind will wander to creating a shopping list, to thinking of the things that they forgot to do, like the dishes or something along those lines. You have to make sure that you stay in a very, very tight frame of mind when you're introducing your business. And Kristen,
1: this is even more important online because we are selling our products and the customer is looking at our products for probably less than 30 seconds. Sometimes if they're scrolling through they're only looking at our hero image and our title. So understanding exactly what you offer and how it's how your customer can imagine that product in their life is so 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 important because online you have even less time than the elevator <laughs> than the elevator travel time. So who wants to see Andy do this hook?
0: <laughs> oh yes. So you're gonna put okay. me on this on the spot super early, huh? Wait, super I have a quick early. I have a quick question before we move on. So, Kristen, um, so like I know with my brands, um, and I'm sure a lot of other people in here, um, you know, if they're even a small or even medium or large company, um, especially in the Amazon space, there's the, the you know, it's like with with Amy, she's really focused, which is awesome. I wish that's the way I I had my business where, you know, she's doing cat related stuff, but for my business, you know, I do like office products and you know, all these different types of um, niches. So how, you know, it's, it's going to be pretty hard for me to craft uh, that message to all those different segments. So uh, would you suggest like, you know, do it for your, your have a mantra for your brand or um, you know, like how would you break that down?
2: Oh, that's a wonderful question. Thank you for asking. Um, okay, so my recommendation for somebody that does have a broad spectrum of products that they represent would be for you to create one that specific a hook message that specifically talks about your branded business as a whole, and then to create a hook that targets each specific product, so that you end up with a specific hook for every product that you are selling.
0: Okay. Great. (laughs) That's what I figured. Awesome. Okay. Now, now you, now you can put me on the spot, Amy.
1: So, okay. That was, that was actually a really good question though. Um, but, uh, so Andy, we would love to hear your hook for seller SEO.
0: Ah, okay. Um,
1: so do you remember the three elements of the hook?
0: Uh, give them to me again. So, okay. Of course. Hold on. Hold yeah, on. Let go me, I, mean, I got to take notes. I got to take notes here. So I, I got to have it written <laughs> down. Okay. Step one.
2: Okay. So step one is what do you offer? Okay. Step getting,
0: two. Okay. Step two
2: step is how will what you offer make their life better? All right. And then step three is to showcase what their life looks like because they're using your product.
0: Gotcha. Okay. Showcase. Sorry, what was that? Showcase. What How, their life
1: looks like. Oh
0: uh, what their life looks
1: like. Now that yeah, now that they're using your product. So it was funny when we taught this class in San Antonio, we had a guy who his business was to pick up dog poop. Um, so he had this business where he would go into people's backyards and clean up dog poop. (laughs) I've actually heard of that
0: before. It's quite lucrative.
1: Yeah. So we actually worked with him to, he was kind of our example hook, and where we said, okay, you know, who are you? So you always want to start with your name first and, and your, your company name. Cause a lot of people forget to use their name. And so we said, okay, who are you? What do you offer? So, you know, I get rid of your dog poop. Right. <laughs> um, and then, you know, I forgot what his, um, what was it? Oh, something what, with, uh with the kids, with the kids being able to run around in the backyard now that, you know, your your yard is is basically poo free. So it was it was kind of neat to see that a product like that or a service like that could actually uh help a customer imagine after using their service how their life could be better.
0: Gotcha. Yep. All right. All right. You guys discuss as I'm working on this. Give me uh 30 seconds. <laughs>
1: okay. <laughs> Sounds good. So yeah, so definitely uh, it's, it's difficult and this is just one part of it. So we're going to go over, um, we're going to go over how to do this for a product and I'm going to show you guys next after Andy does his hook for seller SEO. I'm going to show you guys what I call a a pitch for a product. And what this is going to do is it's going to help you. It's another, it's another strategy that's going to help you basically, uh, sell your product in your product listing. And it works very well. Um, so we're going to go over the pitch next. And we'll put Andy on the spot for that one, too, because it's fun. Right? <laughs> and Andy's
2: really good at this stuff.
1: So. Uh, <laughs> okay.
2: Well, and um, I just saw a question float across saying that um, isn't the second and third aspect very similar? Oh, yeah. And- and it is that you are correct um in stating that and asking that they are very very similar the one um thing to keep in mind when you're looking at the three different parts is that um you're kind of telling them what the problem is that they need your product to solve so that's kind of how you're going to differentiate the second part to the third so it's you know, as Amy said, make sure you say your name, your company, and then what you offer and what their problem is and how your product is going to make their life so much better after using it.
0: Okay. I think I have mine. It's not perfect, of course, but, uh, okay. So seller SEO, we offer you tools to help you sell more on Amazon. It will save you time and increase your sales from day one and um, you'll get more money and more free time doing what you love to do.
1: Awesome. I like it. That was really good, Andy. I
2: like it. Great. Yes. (laughs) Sweet. Way to be a team player.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Like I said, if it were, if if I was actually using this though, I would like, you know, I would like Uh, like sit here like for half a day like changing like this word and that word it's like the marketing tinkerer in me would like probably change the wording and and redo it like 20 times but that's that that's my that's my 30 second uh hook
1: and carol (laughs) wants to know andy if you'll write hers for her
0: (laughs) (laughs) um sure it's uh my hourly rate no (laughs) if it's a quick easy one sure no problem
1: All right. So we'll transition over to the pitch. Great job, Andy. That was awesome. And I put those three elements in chat. Um, so the pitch, this is what I do, uh, when I'm helping customers write listings, um, and in my listing optimization training, if anybody's been, uh, in some of my listing optimization trainings, I talk about this. I say, okay, if you were selling your product at a marketplace, Outside right take your take your product to a local marketplace and you know how fast people go through these marketplaces, right? They're just like they're going through and they're looking at all the things they have something in their head What are you gonna say to make them stop and look at your product? What are you going to say to actually sell your product and I'll do this with clients when I'm walking them through for their for their listing optimization and they will do such a good job of selling me their product. They'll be like, oh, you know, you need this in your life. And this is why. And it does all these things. And how many of them do you think actually have any of that data in their photos or in their listing? Nearly, I, 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 have, I have yet to see uh, someone fully optimize their listing and really sell it with good copywriting. And this is what good copywriting is made of being able to say this is from your very first bullet right after your title, your title needs to say exactly what this product is and why it's better than your competitors in a few words and also using your, the best keywords. Right. But that first bullet, that first bullet should make them stop because most people don't even read the listing, right? Most people don't read the listing. And if they do, they read the first bullet and they just kind of browse over it and they look at your photos. That's it. So, really your first bullet is always the why you need this product in your life bullet. Like why should they buy your garlic press and not somebody else's, you know? And if you can do a better job of selling it and addressing their problem, kind of like Kristen's hook did. But if you can do a better job in a few sentences of explaining exactly why they need your product and not somebody else's, Uh, you are going to sell more products than your competitors. Bottom line, every single time, you will sell more products than your competitors. Better yet, if you can show that in photos. A lot of people don't show that in photos. They just have plain photos of their product, they don't use any text, they don't tell the story of their listing in their products, in their product photos, and they're missing out on an incredible opportunity to sell their product. So if I'm walking by you and you've got your products out, at the marketplace, what are you gonna say to me to get me to stop and talk to you? And let me tell you, when we were doing this in the class, um, most of the time, people, people really struggle with this. They really struggle with what are they gonna say that isn't super salesy, but that also differentiates their product. But um, also, people don't usually understand how their differentiation actually matters to the customer. So we had a guy in our class that sold anti-aging cream and he said something about, he was like, okay, let me try it. And he said something about how his anti-aging cream changes your DNA and I was like, okay, wait, I don't even understand that. Like when I go to buy anti-aging cream, like I just want to get rid of my crow's feet, you know? Like I, I, don't, I don't know what you mean by DNA. And so I just, it kind of just like went right over the customer's head in, in my mind, right? So it's important to understand your customer. This goes back to like writing your your business plan and everything like that, right? Wait, Amy, but, quick
0: question. Sorry, yeah. sorry to go off tangent here. Was, no, go. Was that statement approved by the FDA? <laughs>
1: I don't think so. I don't think so. I think it was like one of those like MLM kind of uh kind of thing but <laughs> right, right. Um, but either way it's just, you know, this is really really important. So, if you guys are selling. So, we're going to put Andy on the spot again, Andy. Woohoo. <laughs> water, if you're selling this water bottle, Andy. Okay. It's it's pretty nice. It's it's uh it's uh it's it's a glass, you know. It's double-walled. Okay. Right? Yep. And um, you know, it has it has ninja on the top, you know. Cool. I like ninjas. Um, yeah. So uh so what is your what what is what are you gonna say at the marketplace to get me to stop at your table and look at your product?
0: Um okay. <clears throat> um I have an I have an ultra light high tech water bottle that will remind you every time you need to drink from it um, it's made out of um, uh, materials that will double insulate and keep your water cool um, uh, it will make sure that you stay hydrated all day and um, and it'll give you uh, it'll increase your your health with your health and vitality um, by keeping yourself hydrated uh, all day long
1: Oh, that's pretty good. It's pretty good. Not, not too bad. I like that you added those extra benefits of it reminding you to drink. <laughs> that was Sorry. really good.
0: If, you, if you're going to give me, I, I need to differentiate. I'm not going to, it can't just be the same old water bottle because then they're going to walk by it. So
1: exactly. Exactly. That was pretty good. Mm-hmm. All right. Not, not too bad. Not too bad. Shooting it's, from the hip. Using humor is often really good too. So, you know, I've seen some really cool Amazon listings that have like some just awesome humor yeah. and something funny about needing this product in your life, right? Yeah. Well, the, so. new, the
0: new sales pitch is, uh, you know, I listen to, of course, like a million different marketing podcasts and things like that. And yeah, the new pitch is uh, relatable. You know, like people don't want to see ads anymore. They want to see a story or they want to see Uh, something funny or they want to see, you know, like, like one of the ads I'm running for seller SEO right now, for example, some of you in here may have seen it. It's just like a picture of me and my wife making like a stupid faces and like kind of how we started our business and the story of how we started with like 400 bucks. And you know, that's what people want to, they want the backstory and they want to know why you or your product is different. Not just the same old like picture of the water bottle saying buy this. It's going to look like every other ad they've ever seen in their lives. And, and we're, we're trained now because there's so many ads in our lives to just glance over it and keep going. So you have to have, um, like you guys are talking about here, you got to have some kind of hook.
1: Yeah, you got to get something to draw them in. And Andy, you gave me that tip about uh, really great Facebook ads, and I tried that um, for sifties. I just like basically took a picture of myself with my cat. Um, the cat that I don't like, who always gives me like a weird look whenever <laughs> I get close poster, uh, and I posted that on Facebook and I boosted it. And I basically just told the story about how, you know, uh, why I created 50s and all that. And it's done am- amazing. I just extended it for another seven days because I've had a ton of sales.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Well, that's the thing is like, if you, tr- uh, people also like the truth, you know, if you're like telling the backstory of your brand, you know, like. Um, another picture that we have at one point is we, ha- we have a product where, um, you know, a lot of times like, well, everybody thinks like if you're a big seller, like, you know, you're, you've got all these streamlined processes and all these like employees and stuff. It's like, no, we still like, you know, sit in our living room and, and, and do experiments. And, and like, especially if we're doing like, uh, you know, new, uh, testing new products. Like one of the products we tested recently was, Um, a mixture that had to go in a bottle and I literally have a picture of my wife with a filling, like a liquid filling machine with my son, you know, who's like eight months old at the time, you know, in the carrier and and Molly sitting there like filling bottles. Um, You know, that's at some point will probably go into my marketing because people want to see, you know, that, that you're a real person, that you are, you know, that they're supporting a family. They're not, people are moving away from wanting to support companies like Nike and Starbucks. They want to go to the corner and support the lady who's got the little coffee truck that probably has better, or the little coffee stand that has probably has better coffee than Starbucks anyway, and is about the same price or cheaper because people want to know that their dollars are going to directly to help, you know, a family and not a giant corporation or some stockholder. Um, nothing against that. Uh, I'm just saying that, like, I think in this day and age, people are voting much more with their dollars and also voting much more. With the um, you know the small business and people always give uh, Amazon like grief for like stealing away business from small mom and pops and I always just like literally laugh out loud when I hear that because Amazon has probably enabled more uh, million dollar mom and pop businesses than like any other company on the on the planet. So so uh, true. Anyway, sorry I kind of went off on a tangent there, which is no, that was I good. <laughs>
1: So, yeah, I completely, I completely agree. But at the same time, I have seen some people go a little crazy with the U.S. owned thing, like made in the U.S. Like every single bullet has that, like, I I think in that case, it just begins to kind of look desperate, you know, versus uh, versus just saying, you know, we actually care about our customers and we are a small family owned business, you know, and and that's okay to say that. But uh, but I have seen some listings where it's been like every bullet.
0: And and unfortunately, um, you know, the way that China operates now and and even some other countries is the quality is, is usually as good as, as in the U S you know, I've told you that story before on how I really wanted to, to, to go, you know, build our products in the U S and I went to a local company here and they sucked. And I said, forget this. Like, uh, you know, unfortunately, China's got it dialed in where they've got all these processes in place and unless, Companies in the U.S. and manufacturing companies specifically step up to that level of service. It's just a matter of dollars and cents. I'd love to do all my business in the U.S. I tried. Um, I didn't try super hard. I could, of course, you know, visit that again. But as a business, I have to look at, is my time going to be better spent trying to find, you know, this you know, golden company that's going to treat me the way that I need to in the U S or am I going to go to China to start my second or my third or my fourth product, which is going to put more money in my pocket. Unfortunately, that's, you know, the way that it's going to be is you've got to do what's best for your business. So
1: Carol actually asked a question that I would love to bring Kristen in on the answer here. Um, Carol said, you know, maybe it's important to have a different, uh, hook or pitch for different customers, right? You have your customer on Amazon, but you should also have that for your business for retailers right so if you're if you're wanting to sell to if you wanted to sell wholesale to bigger retailers or to independent retailers catalogs stuff like that um, you should definitely have, that's something I'm struggling with right now. I definitely want to uh, expand my brand into um, wholesale, right? Sell wholesale to a bunch of different retailers and such. And something that I'm struggling with is putting together marketing materials for that because those bigger companies are looking for, uh, What are you gonna do for them, right? What are you gonna do to bring foot traffic in the door? You know, so what do you think about that? Kristen is how do you help brands when they're dealing with their customer? And then when they're dealing with business
2: to business Uh, that's a great question. Okay, so really and truly that goes into two different avenues and I go back to you need to build that customer for when you're selling a product say on Amazon, right? So you know the customer that you're selling to. But when you're taking your product and you're going to like a box store or you're trying to get it in on somebody else's shelf, you need to build what that gatekeeper looks like. Who is the person that you need to pitch to so that it will go into the store? And then how are you going to support that? So it's not just getting your product on their shelf. It's also telling them, well, by you putting my product on your shelf, I'm going to do support through doing Google ads or doing Facebook ads, or I'm going to come out here and do a product signing or whatever it's going to be, how you can help that store market your product and differentiate saying, well, my product's at this store, but it's not down there at that store.
1: Yeah, that's a really good point. Is being able to sell not only to the retailer but also to knowing how to sell direct to consumer. Yeah,
0: yeah. I, I think that I think that um, these big stores too are looking for like companies, especially when they're first starting out, to be creative because they you know, in retail, when you go into retail, all that shelf space is super super valuable. Um, yep. so I think that uh, you know, I think Amy that. I love your product because I think that there's so much like comedy and fun stuff that you can do with it. Like, uh, I always look at the, um, the, uh, the squatty potty. Like if you guys in here have never seen the squatty potty marketing, go look it up on like, uh, on YouTube, uh, or dollar shave club. Like if your product has any kind of, uh, you know, comedy that you can play into it. Um, you know, that, that's just a lot of fun because people always want to laugh. You know, it's like, uh, like nowadays you know when I was growing up I liked you know horror movies and and uh you know like uh, war movies which I still enjoy those but like nowadays I find myself gravitating much more to like lighthearted comedy uh you know because it's like there's enough crap going on in the world that you get every day like <laughs> that it's like why do I want to watch another uh you know murder mystery on you know on, on tv or netflix it's like I'm so over those I like I want the like lighthearted fun stuff
1: yeah. Yeah. It's, it's really like I could definitely do more with the humor uh, than I have. And I love that I can go that route. Andrea asked a really cool question. She said, how does one write a pitch when 75% of their products are given as gifts? She said, our products are given for an equal number of happy events as sad events. Our keywords range from wedding to funeral celebrations to bereavements.
0: Ah. Uh. I, I I can I nail this one real quick since it's kind yes. of uh, Amazon yes. related. Um, I would actually, in this case, um, because the targets are so different, and because like um, doing your message this to, to these two separate audiences would be really hard. You know, everybody's so afraid on Amazon. Like, if I list my product more than once, I'm going to get banned. That's not true. All you would, all I would do if this was my product is. Uh, change the packaging maybe on one and then have two separate listings one for the positive events and one for the negative events not only that you get to you get to seo each one differently and optimize each one differently for each audience this is actually like i wish some of my products i could market this way because you're actually going to be able to like 2x your 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 marketing and, and targeting so that's what i would do i would just change the packaging a little bit maybe for the funeral events and and for the happy events not only that but when the packaging relates to the event it's going to be more effective as well people will get you know if, if you have like balloons on the thing or you know I don't know what the product is but you know if you're sending that out for a funeral thing there people are gonna be like wow this is weird and you know it's, it's going to be kind of an awkward thing whereas if you have two separate uh, you know uh, messages that it, it might resonate a lot better.
1: That's really brilliant Andy like being able to sell to multiple audiences the same product and I've done that before I've taken a product and and listed it in multiple categories and just kind of rebranded it um, but yeah that's I mean what what do you think about that Kristen do you have another view on that
2: actually no I, I agree 100% because having that differential you're you know while you think you're competing against yourself you're not because you're actually boosting yourself which will give you a little bit more of a visibility to your audience because they could say oh, I used your product when my aunt passed away, but then I was also able to find that similar product and use it when my niece graduated. And that was an exciting thing. So it kind of gives you that dual footprint of somebody being able to remember your company and not just, oh, I bought this thing on Amazon. It's now, oh, I bought this product from this person.
1: Yeah, and I I love that idea that, um, for Andrea, for her company, she can say some, her brand messaging can be something like you know gifts for absolutely thoughtful gifts for any occasion and then when she 's actually selling that same product or line of products, she can market them to all these different audiences and change the the messaging and the packaging and have that pitch for each product that makes a perfect you know thoughtful funeral um, thing or you know birthday yep very cool some really good questions does anyone else want to try a pitch or a hook or anything like that or do you guys have any other questions about that i think that's really brilliant anytime you can sell your product in more than one category and you can just change i mean think about it you already have the supply chain down you have you know everything covered so
0: yeah, we um, actually we actually do that a lot for, um, for like products of ours. Like we also try to get products that we can repurpose and repackage that are you know similar. Maybe you change a few ingredients, or uh, you change an accessory that comes with it. Um, a lot of people, this is a also that's also a really good hack for like if you have overstock. Like Amy, you talked about how you had like a ton of cat toys that you like bought and like couldn't get rid of, um, yeah. and then you packaged them with something else. That's actually brilliant. Um, if you have like overstock or you have items that aren't selling, but are, re- you know, related or can be an accessory for another product, bundle them and then send them back into Amazon as a bundle. Um, and you could even, you know, make it the same price or you could even, you know, you know, make it like new version with bonus items or whatever, because then it's a, a value add and you're not technically, you're not coming out of pocket because you already had that inventory that's sitting anyway. Um, so yeah, something to think about if you're, uh, if you're going to want to, want to try to get rid of, of, of some products, It's a great thing to do as well.
1: So Andy, along that line, I know a lot of our, our, um, customer base or our, our listeners are, uh, they're based around the world. So while it's easy for me to pull my cat toys back and send them back in with Christmas stockings, It might be harder for somebody that lives in Europe that's selling on Amazon U.S. Do you have any recommendations for, um, you know, let's say you got 300 in overstock and you're paying long-term storage fees on it, which is, you know, a common problem that we often see. Um, Is there a... uh, yeah. Kristen has left us that was just funny but do you have any recommendations for um do you have any recommendations for if somebody's overseas like should they pull that inventory back at 50 cents uh at, in a removal order and then repackage what do you think
0: all I want to say is that was epic because Kristen was over there trying to be a ninja and you like called her out. And so the, you know, the video always goes to like whoever's talking. So then it like flashed over to her, like trying to creep back. That was, uh, that was pretty epic. That was great. I appreciate Thanks. that. that,
1: was awesome. that was awesome.
0: um, actually, um, so we, you know, we've kind of dabbled in, in other marketplaces. And actually we just got a call from Amazon Japan that said like, you know, uh, they want to start onboarding us, which is epic. We're super stoked about that but of course it's always bandwidth, right? How can, I, how can I scale and get processes and stuff in place? Um, I don't really know anybody in Japan, but I think um, you know I'm gonna start reaching out. I think the best tactic, and a lot of people don't think about this, like if you're in Canada or if you're in the US or whatever, like go to an Amazon seller group, <clears throat> Amazon FBA Titans or Amazing at Home, uh, and try to find people who are based in, in the marketplace that you wanna sell in. So say, um, Amy, say you wanna sell in Canada, you say, hey, what sellers in here are from Canada? And then you guys make a deal to partner in the other person's country. So they come to you, Amy, and they say, Hey, I want to start selling in the US. Will you partner with me? Um, and then that way it's win-win. Cause then if this happens, then they can ship it to your address and you can repackage it for them or, or whatever, um, because you're getting a piece of the pie and vice versa, you know, like if and not only that, but you have somebody locally who can help you with, you know, whether it's translation or Uh, you know, whatever. So to me, like, that's what we're going to try to do is we're going to start trying to partner with people in like the UK and in Europe um, to, you know, to partner with us to have somebody local, because I think that's going to be a huge advantage moving forward, especially as those markets grow. Um, So that's what we're going to try to do. Now, if you're just starting out, that might be a little harder, but it also might not be a little bit harder because somebody else in the group is probably just starting out too. So it could be a win-win. Not only that, but if you have somebody else who is partnering with you, they got skin in the game, um, you know, you're more likely to like teach each other, help each other, things like that. So like a, like a FBA buddy, FBA.com. Yeah. There we go.
1: I like that idea. Um, and then Harsha asks, can we use the same brand name in different niches?
0: Ah, you know, I love this one. So I've, I've touched on this before. Um, absolutely. As long as you were really smart about when you branded. So like I, I always tell a story out when we started out, we branded specifically for the category that we started selling in and, I said that was the stupidest thing we've ever done. Um, luckily our second brand, we went back and we did something super short, generic, easy to remember, and it can be pretty much for anything. That's what I suggest, especially right now. If you, if you're starting out, if you don't have your trademark, um, yet, uh, go and get something, uh, the, the best place to start would probably be like, like domain, you know, go, go find a short domain that you can get a hold of and then just brand it like that, you know? Um, uh, yeah, that's, that's my best advice is, is to, to go kind of generic on the branding. And then that way, um, at least for Amazon, um, and wrote, you know, everyone always is generic. That's not g- generic meaning can, it can be, you know, it's not specific to the brand or the type of product. Um, and if it's short and memorable, I think those are a winning combination. That's how I would do it.
1: So I think though, what she's worried about is having the same product in multiple categories and it appearing to be the same product oh. and th- coming from the same brand name.
0: So Amazon does frown on that, but if you read their terms of service, they're very specific about if the product is different at all, like at at all, which like, like I said, you change the packaging slightly. They, there's nothing they can do about it. I mean, that's, that's fair game. It's a different product. Um, you know, it's packaged differently. You could even change the brand name. Um, but uh, to me. You
1: could keep the same brand name and just change the product title and literally just change the color card or the insert that goes in there and just right. change the product title. Right. That's all you'd have to do. And yep. now suddenly my cat toys are not just cat toys, but now they're the Christmas Christmas gift for your cat.
0: Exactly. You know? Yep. Yep. You could brand it for occasions. You could brand it for, um, you know, specific types of people, you know, whatever, like, you know, say if you're um, you know, you're, you're, you want one to be targeted to woman, one to be targeted to men, you know, there's all kinds of different, or like, uh, if you're selling like our favorite thing, a water bottle, maybe you want to market your water bottle as a sports water bottle for, for cyclists. Um, you know, th- there's lots of opportunity in just packaging and, and messaging that you can really do on Amazon, which people never think about or utilize.
1: Yes, definitely. And I've done that before with people who have really saturated products and I've di- I've done an example of this, like the felt boards, the felt boards were huge. Everybody oh, was man. selling these damn felt boards, but nobody was selling them as wedding signs or out of office signs. So that's what I did. I rewrote people's listings out of office sign. We <laughs> sent that. So, you know, sent it right back in as a, as a different, basically a different product, or you just rewrite the listing. And, you know, if you're not wanting to, to sell in, in the multiple channels, you can just rewrite the listing and kind of rebrand it as that. But you have so many opportunities, you know, and think about really popular products right now that a lot of people are launching, like the weighted blankets. What are the different markets you could sell those to? You know, there's a ton of different opportunities, that, that kind of stuff that's really trending products. Think about all of the markets and th- this is where your hook and pitch comes in. This is where it matters because there's going to be a specific customer that is looking for that and looking at the things that people buy together, right? Scroll down in the listing and look at what things people buy together, frequently bought together. You have an instant bundle created right there for you. So, you know, think about marketing to those people and understanding that market a little bit better and you're going to nail it every time.
0: Absolutely.
1: Well, awesome. Um, Kristen, thank you so much for uh, for being here with us today. Uh, did you have anything else you wanted to throw at us today? Do we want to put Andy on the spot again? Oh, is, that, is
0: that today's game?
1: <laughs> yeah. <no. laughs> but thank you, Andy, for being a good sport.
0: Yeah,
2: of <laughs> yes, I, I did. I wanted to say thank you for you know trying to do your hook and you know doing it in 30 seconds or less. That was awesome. Um, really the biggest thing that I would uh, say to contribute to your audience would be that when they are developing their product and they're setting up their release for their product is to make sure that they're selling to the end customer and that they know what that person looks like so much where like they give that person a name. So if you know that, you know, you're selling to the midge well, you know what Midge looks like, you know what she wears, you know where she shops and you know why she's looking for your product because you guys do have a little bit of a different niche because you are selling online and knowing who is buying your product and giving that person a name is going to take your sales in a totally different direction and that's going to be an awesome way to, you know, really, I guess, do your SEO and everything along those lines.
1: Yeah, that's a really good point. Because if you're writing that first bullet of your listing to Midge, <laughs> the one who you've written your your avatar to, you talked about this during our class. You talked about when you help businesses launch, you take the avatar all the way. Like you give that avatar a name and, you know, you, you know everything about that customer. And then that giving that avatar and name makes you think about midge every time you're selling, like, am I really selling this to midge? Am I doing this right? You know? And, uh, and if, then when you're creating your marketing materials, your
2: signage, all of that, um, it's a wonderful opportunity. Right. And I saw uh, another question that came across a second ago, um, talking about how to set your sales up. For different audiences, and when you sell something on Amazon versus when you're putting something on Facebook or onto any other platform, you probably should be rewriting a little bit of your content that's going behind that, so that it gets picked up, and so that you're not having to do all the work and investing into saying, "Hey, Facebook, I want you to reach you know this audience" or something like that. Your wording. Is actually helping to boost your sales so don't just write it once and you know set it and forget it like that favorite you know everybody's thing you want to make sure that your Facebook avatar has a name and it is not the midge that you just wrote everything for Amazon so give everybody a different name so that way you're writing to that audience and you're being authentic into your business brand voice Wow, that's a really good point. Uh, Kind of like we were talking about, Andy, where the Facebook
1: ad where, you know, we have the picture and the personal story. And that kind of speaks more to a Facebook audience where on Amazon, we can't really do that. Right. We have to be like more direct of uh, you need this water bottle in your life because it's going to keep you hydrated, you know.
0: Right. Um, Right.
1: And Andrea says it's really hard to know the end customer when it's a gift. I've always struggled to give them a name, be it Facebook, ad targeting or whatnot.
2: Tips? Yeah, actually I have one. So who would you give it to? If you are the person who's looking at this, who would you be buying that item for? And then that, do a little bit of a reverse on it and say, okay, well, if your product is, let's just say it's for somebody who is in a bridal party, are you selling it to the bride? Are you selling it to the maid of honor? Or is it something that goes to the flower girl? Who are you going to give that, that gift to and then write your content based on that person.
1: Yeah. I usually try to focus on like, uh, not gifting everyone, but this is a really great gift for women. This is a really great gift for men. This is a great gift for wine lovers. Like, you know, who is this a great gift for? And then like Andy said, marketing to all of those customers, like that's, that's such a great idea. Mm -hmm. Good tips. All right.
0: Cool. Okay. I want <clears throat> to, I'm going to try to find, uh, here I'll, I'll find, see if I can find my ad and then I'll post the link so people can actually go see it. Um,
1: yeah, it was a good ad. Uh,
0: I've had a really good,
1: um, yeah, I remember you sent it to me. It was really oh, awesome. Okay. Um, and I've, like I said, I had really good results with that too. Just taking a picture and posting it where it doesn't look salesy at all. Yeah. So you guys definitely try that out on your Facebook ads. Um, because it's it's been it's been good
0: yeah so that's another thing Amy I was thinking about this the other day is um, you know either myself uh, I'm pretty good at Facebook but I also think that you know I'm, if I can dig up somebody who's like you know I, I know a couple of people I can reach out to that would be a, I think would be a fun session because I know you know people especially selling on Amazon but anyone in general really nowadays you know learning how to market correctly on on uh, Facebook is uh, pretty essential Yes. So maybe we'll, yeah. we'll make that a, a future episode.
1: <laughs> yeah, it really is like, and I know a lot of people struggle with Facebook ads because they don't—they're not really great at marketing to the Facebook customer, right? You can't. Facebook is really more of that personal touch. You don't want to—you're not going to want to leave your feed. So I think that's why I'm getting a good results with that personal, personalized ad where I'm telling my story because it's more what you're used to seeing versus seeing a product in your feed. And you're just kind of like, no, I'm not shopping right now. I'm trying to be on Facebook, you know? Right, exactly. So.
0: All right, I found it. There we go. I'll post it in the chat. And this was back before I did my keto, so uh, <laughs> I'm a little bit heavier. <laughs> but yeah, so awesome. it's it's a, it's a silly, like it's something – what, you know, for the Facebook stuff, it's like something that, uh, that you would want to, you know, that you'd want to see or that you would stop and see like from one of your friends feeds. I mean, really that's what you want to, you want to, you know, something that makes people stop and look at it, uh, because otherwise it's just going to look like an ad. So this is kind of the, the way that, uh, you know, that Facebook advertising is evolving. Um, so something to keep in mind, uh, like Amy was saying, like, if you have a product that's, um, that you can demo yourself, uh, that's even more, you know, ideal. Um, you know, I think Amy's got the perfect situation there to be able to, you know, she's got the the, the cats in the litter box set up, so she can she can start, to, you know, taking pictures of her, of little, you know, before and afters of the poopies and and things like that, and getting creative with it.
1: <laughs> I don't know how creative I want to get with poop, but you know, that's uh, poop why is, I is a big seller. It.
0: Poop is a big. I invented
1: seller. it, so I wouldn't have to get creative with poop. <laughs> All
0: right, fair enough. Okay, so um, yeah, so uh, Kristen usually what happens now is I kind of stay on, uh, Amy usually, usually heads off to, uh, to go do her evening. She's, she's, uh, three hours ahead of me or you guys both are right. Or is it two or three? Two. So yeah, you guys are two hours ahead of me. So you usually jump off here soon to, uh, to tend to the family. So if if it was, uh, if I was at at that point, I'd be doing that too, but I usually hang for some, uh, additional Q and a, so, um, yeah, thanks so much, Kristen. It was nice meeting you. And yes. uh, appreciate all the all the great tips and insight on uh, on how to craft uh, you know the, an effective brand message. That's uh, pretty essential.
2: It is well. Thank you so much for having me and hosting this.
0: For sure. All right, guys. Well, uh, that's it for uh, for today. And uh, as usual, stick around if you uh, want to do some additional Q and A. If not, uh, happy Tuesday. And we're here every week, as you know, one o'clock uh, Pacific. And uh, Amy, anything? new that you're working on or anything you want to pitch before you go?
1: No, I think, what are we doing next week? What's next week? Oh, uh,
0: uh, we haven't done anything yet. So maybe, uh, I, I actually have not been, I haven't booked anybody yet. So I've been, I've been slacking on that. So I'll, I'll reach out to a couple of uh, people for Facebook. If not, I can just, I'll, I'll maybe just do Facebook ads. Um, I think that would be, uh, you know, Yeah, we could do part.
1: like our ad results for both of us. We can both show kind of the ad that we did and, and yeah. maybe some, or something that
0: would be really cool yeah so yeah so maybe we'll do that next week um if not um if you guys want to want to post in the comments like w- you know stuff that we haven't covered yet that you'd like us to um you know like whether it's like offsite traffic we haven't really done that yet which i think would also be a good one um stuff like that so anything that uh, maybe we should uh maybe we should do a a, a poll <laughs> um let's well, there's see. a bunch
1: cool. of questions getting posted out there okay. so yeah all right uh, air table template <laughs>
0: yes yeah, so I, right. I shared i shared air in the group the other day so um, yes
1: i love Airtable. it's yeah. really fun yep
0: yeah, that's that's kind of what i've i've you know i've tried literally every I, almost every project management and like you know uh task software there is and that's where where i've landed and uh, that's kind of exclusively what i use now just because it's uh works works well to keep you organized and I'm also using it to build all my systems which is cool because you know because of the drop downs and the interactiveness on that it really helps you can hand that off to a VA or a remote worker and they can literally like go down the list that's what I really like about Airtable so.
1: and Gordon says thanks for the the um, the hook and pitch stuff and he said what but is Airtable
0: Airtable.com we is we'll
1: have to add that to our Facebook thing next week
0: yeah well here I'll just yeah it's just Airtable.com and uh, what it is is is, is it's uh, like a project management task management uh, collaboration software it's kind of hard to explain it's like it's like spreadsheets on steroids, but it's still much more uh, because you can change the way that you view it and things like that um, it's free, which is even more awesome. Um, they have like add-ons that you can pay for, but honestly like the the basic one is all you really need uh, but it's really really you can share it with somebody else um, as they edit it it edits you know all those kinds of super fun things. Um, you know, so if you use like Trillo or um, Basecamp, or I don't know, there's like a million, literally a million, um, that's just kind of what I've suggested recently is what we use and what we're kind of building our systems out with and, and things like that.
1: Um, yeah, and you can use it with your VAs too. Yep. So, you know, if you have a VAs that you want to task out to do certain task lists, then you can use it as well. So yep. that would be, that's really helpful. All right. Well, I am going to get out of here. Um, thank you guys so much. And thank you again, Kristen and, um, everybody have a good night.
0: All right. We'll see you, Amy. See you, Kristen.
1: Bye. Bye.
0: All right. Okay. Everybody else. I am in here, um, as usual for about another probably 15, 20 minutes. Uh, once again, this is like open Q and a, um, if, uh, if you want to drop uh, questions in the comment or, um, as usual, if you want to turn your camera on, unmute, that's awesome. I love talking to you guys um, one-on-one. Feel free to do that. Um, as usual, I'll wait a couple minutes here um, and see what, uh, what you guys uh, – have I done Canton? I have not. Um, I have not done Canton. Um, I have three small children under the age of six and my wife is terrified of, uh, of being in charge of them, which I completely understand. Um, and so, um, not, I have not been there. Um, I actually have an employee in China that does, um, sourcing and stuff like that. So, um, (laughs) that, that's, that's where I am right now. Um, at some point I will. Um, I just, I'm not sure when, um, the other thing too now is that, um, you know, I'm also balancing time between, um, you know, my Amazon business and seller SEO, uh, seller SEO <clears throat> is taking like a lot of my time these days, uh, just cause we're really trying to grow and scale. And there's always just so many things to do on a daily basis to keep up with that. Um, so yeah, that's kind of the focus right now, but I definitely, um, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm trying to get more, more systems into place for the Amazon business just to continue. So I can continue to scale that without too much interaction for myself. Um, but, uh, yeah, I definitely want to go. I, I mean, I, I grew up in Hawaii, so, uh, there's a lot of, uh, Asian culture and influence in Hawaii. So I really love, you know, Asian food and, and, uh, you know, just art and, you know, all the, all that kind of far East stuff. So, um, I definitely want to make a trip, you know, even just for fun, but it'll be the bonus of, you know, being able to, to, to see all that stuff firsthand. All right. Anyone else? Um, as usual, this will be reposted in, uh, Amy's group and my group. Um, if you guys want to, if you like jumped in late or, uh, you know, you want to go back and, and, uh, take a look at it later. Um, how do you pay your sourcing agent commission or flat fee? Um, they're commission based. We started them on a, on a flat, uh, f- well, actually we started them on an hourly basis. Um, but you know, because we scaled so quickly, um, they, they work on commission. Um, but we're actually going to we're thinking about revisiting that um and also bringing on additional staff maybe even opening an office um in china um but you know like like i said there's only so many hours in the day so um that's just something to that we're we're possibly looking at thank you karen appreciate you uh, jumping on i know you guys have uh things to do so I, I really appreciate when you guys jump on with us um it's fun to to do this live it's my favorite part um you know, like Amy and I said, when we first started this, we were going to do just like the podcast format where we just talk at you. Um, but I really feel that like, you know, this format where we actually do Q and E Q and A while we're discussing leads to, you know, much better content because, you know, there, there's stuff that, that, you know, we cover that might not have been covered in like, you know, our, our rundown of what we were normally going to do. Uh, just got your statement of use email for your second trademark. Awesome. Good for you. Congrats. Those are, I remember getting my first. That's uh, that's a lot of fun. You feel official. All right. All right, guys, anything else um, you want to cover? Um, okay, cool. Yeah. So um, like I said, I've been, I've been um, really digging deep into like uh, marketing and things like that. And the cool thing is with seller SEO, um, you know, because we're trying to scale and do all these different things. Um, you know, I've been really, really deep diving into marketing. Um, you know, not even, uh, Amazon based, but, uh, just kind of all around marketing. Um, and so I've, I've learned some really uh, interesting things that at some point, you know, if if we do next week on Facebook, maybe I'll cover it. Then maybe we'll just do a a one just completely based on marketing that'll include Facebook and some other platforms. Um, but, uh, yeah, that's been kind of my focus, which is, which is fun. I actually really enjoy that stuff. Um, other than Alibaba, what are other avenues of product sourcing? Um, so if you're in the U S and you're looking for the U S market, uh, Thomas is, is one where you can look for uh, local U S suppliers. Um, there's also like DH Gate. Um, I'm trying to think of a few others. Um, honestly it, it's, if you're going to China, it's going to be hard to find anything better than Alibaba, unless you're going direct, um, you know, to China to meet uh, you know, to make relationships there directly, or um, if you have somebody in China that that does your sourcing for you, um, you know, somebody on staff or somebody that you hire um, remotely. Um, the other thing, the other cool thing that you can do, which we've done, I kind of talked about it earlier, is um, you know you can test products on your own. Just buy small quantities of stuff that you need to put together yourself, um, and you know, do do a test. And if that does well, then you can go ahead and take that idea to either somebody local or, um, you know, to China and uh, and get it mass produced. That's another kind of trick that you can do. Okay. Yeah, so Gordon, um, Facebook's, uh, honestly, <laughs> I mean, we haven't had great success on Facebook either, uh, but I do know um, all the steps to take. It really depends on, part of the reason why, for us, Facebook's been really hard is, our Amazon business and seller SEO are both super ultra competitive um, niches. So um, if you're in an ultra competitive niche, it's really, really hard um, on Facebook because uh, there's so much competition there where Facebook really uh, advertising really excels is if you have like, I've, I've the best success I've had is when I've gone super um, uh, kind of uh, you know, stuff that's not super um, saturated. So something super creative, um, the other way Facebook, uh, and Instagram and things like that work really well is because it's a visual platform is if you have a product that can be demoed by, by video, um, easily or, um, something that's visually uh, appealing, you know, like if you're selling bikinis, um, you know, that's probably going to be an easy, an easy sell on, on Instagram or Facebook, even though I know that they have some, like, if you're showing too much skin, they'll like not approve the ad, uh, which is, which is a little funny, but, um, if you have something very visual, uh, those are great platforms. If you don't, um, if your products like, you know, a toilet plunger, then, you know, then that's when you got to start looking at, um, um, for, for marketing, uh, you should go where your customers are. So, uh, for a toilet plunger, like Google will probably make more sense or, um, you know, uh, maybe like LinkedIn or, you know, so in other words, you need to kind of figure out you, when you do marketing, especially online, you should be testing all the different platforms and seeing what performs better and then putting your marketing dollars into those platforms. And you should also be A-B testing. You know, when you, uh, A huge mistake that people make um, when they're marketing, especially like on Facebook and Google and things like that, is they create one ad. Um, when we create ads, uh, generally we'll create like 20 ads at a time and then we'll test them for like a week and see which one performs the best and then turn the other ones off. Um, that's just kind of a taste of <laughs> if we do a Facebook um, uh, ad session, you know, kind of how how that works is, you know, you you want to you want to dial stuff in, you want to make sure you're you're casting a wide net and testing like crazy because that's when you really can can uh, find out you know where uh, you know where your customers is going to come from. The other cool thing about Facebook, uh, which you can't really get uh, you know elsewhere, is the is the interest targeting and combining the interest targeting with um, you know lists of your customers and lookalike audiences and all those kinds of things, you can really kind of play a lot with those and find out what's gonna work really well for you. All right, guys, well, uh, yeah, this was a, a fairly quick one um, today, which which is cool. Uh, normally I end up, you know, making it like an hour and 40 minutes because I love to talk. Um, but I think that's, that's it, unless anybody has anything else they wanna cover. Um, Do you have a general dollar figure to plan for each product? uh, intro. Um, I, I assume Karen, you mean like, uh, like launch marketing budget, stuff like that. Um, it really depends on the product. Of course. I mean, uh, the biggest kind of factor is going to be how competitive that product is. If it's ultra competitive, then, you know, probably five to $10,000 just for the marketing. If it's not super competitive, you know, sometimes you can get away with, you know, 500 to a thousand. It's just, unfortunately that question, I can't really give you a definitive answer just cause there's so many different factors in, in, you know, that equation. All right. Okay guys. We'll once again, like uh, super appreciate, I say like a lot. I went back and watched, uh, watch some of these videos and I say like a lot and uh, I grew up in Hawaii not, you know, I'm not a Valley girl, so <laughs> I'm not sure why I say like so much, but, um, Yeah. So it's, it's been, it's been fun guys. And uh, yeah, I think we're going to, we're going to end it there. It doesn't look like anything else is coming in. Once again, we'll uh, repost this on uh, the FBA Titans group and uh, the amazing at home uh, group, Amy's group. And uh, yeah, that's it. We are out of here. Happy Tuesday and we'll see you again next week. Um, If you guys have any questions, uh, even if it's not related to the topic, write them down or, you know, uh, what's, what's a great, uh, what we use all the time is keep like Google keep. So it's just like a simple notepad, and, you know, write them down. And then that way, when you come in here, you can give me a list of questions that I, I can usually, you know, it, it's hard to stump me not to say that you couldn't, but, uh, uh, come in with your list of questions, even if it's not related to, to what we covered today. And, and, uh, yeah, we're happy to help. And then everybody gets to learn too, cause they might be having the same frustration or the same issue. So, all right, guys, uh, take care and we'll see you next time. Later.